And now it's time for DNP Presents Dirty Nerdy Podcast. With your hosts, Brian and Matthew. Three, two, one. Dirty Nerdy Podcast. <laughs> I swear hey. it wasn't me, Ossifer. <laughs> Scoop, there it is. <laughs> Sprinkles. Yeah, I, I, I've seen that commercial a few times since we talked about it, but like every time I watch it, I realize that the guy that throws the sprinkles. He really launches a crap ton of sprinkles everywhere. Yeah, he does. You see the reaction of the actress next to him? She's yeah, like, oh she my was God. like, God damn. <laughs> yeah. I, I would have been like, motherfucker, you better pick that shit up. I ain't cleaning that up. He made a huge mess. Yes, he did. They hit the ceiling. <laughs> uh, I was like, what the fuck? Oh. So, how was how was your week? How how's how's your new place? You moved into a new place. Um, I did. Uh the new place is nice. Um I am still in the process of putting like my you know, my personal touches on it. I ordered a straight jacket to hang on the wall in my office. <laughs> okay. Um, I know that's a little random. So I got, so I got internet hooked up uh, last weekend and that made, well, I only had like one, well, less than a day. I was like 10 hours without internet. I was really tired friday night uh from moving things and i got a bed set up for me and the kids and i got uh my desk set up and uh i spent an hour doing cable management which was i enjoy doing that so um you probably enjoy working in a date in a data center I probably would. I like making things look nice and and clean and organized so that they still have functionality and they can still grow and expand. Um, and I like, yeah. Uh, got my my uh, security set up and I got. I got all the um, floors cleaned you know i mean the house was clean when i moved in but you know you always like want to clean the house your way oh certainly when we bought this house the first thing we did before moving in is we spent a day cleaning it yeah so that's kind of what i did most of my saturday um just you know cleaning all the walls clean uh sanitizing all the handles and cleaning the bathrooms from top to bottom and making sure that it's up to my particulars, I guess. But yeah, um, my office gets really warm 
which is weird. Like when the heat turns on in the house, this room is not the closest room and it's not the furthest room. It's kind of right in the middle, but it must have its own trunk coming directly off of the main. It could just be better insulated. Well, it could be that too, because the bedrooms all have brand new windows. Um, my uh, window guy comes back out uh, on the 20th to install windows in the living room and kitchen. And then the whole house will have brand new windows. And they're, they're energy efficient windows, so that's nice. They're thick as crap, too. <laughs> like, I can blast my stereo on my computer, walk outside next to the window, and I can barely hear it. Hmm. But it's loud enough that in the house, you can hear it clearly in the kitchen, which is on the other side of the house. Uh, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, the windows are doing their good job. So um, I'm going to paint in the living room. Um, I don't have my living room furniture uh, yet. I will have it uh, ordered this weekend. Uh, but you right get now, Ikea? Huh? You get an Ikea? I am going to get some Ikea stuff for sure. Um, probably not the big things, although I have been looking at some of their tables, uh, for putting in the kitchen. I want a six person table. Um, and then I want like, I don't know how to, what they call them, but I want chairs that like, um, have the, the curved back into the seat, you know? So it sits like a bucket, like a bucket seat does. You know what I'm talking about? They have like they have metal legs, but the seat and the back are like one piece of plastic. I have an idea of it. I don't. I don't. I, I mean, I, they sh- they probably like, have a name. Oh, okay. But I don't know what the name is. <clears throat> we have a couple of their couches, and they're really nice, really comfortable. Really? Okay, that's good to know. I'm getting some couches from my mom. She's getting an she needs a new living room set because they're both getting kind of older. Um, so they want two recliners instead of a couch and a love seat. So okay. that they, they're getting adjustable ones that they can like have, they are, you know, hydraulic or electric powered. Um, so you can kind of like move them around and raise them up, lower them, that kind of thing. And her living room set is perfect. It's not that old at all, um, other than the fact that it's fucking green. So I'm going to uh, put a cover on them so that they don't look green in my living room. But I don't know what I'm going to paint my living room. Right now, it's like canary yellow. Uh, Okay. On three walls. And it's a pretty decent sized living room too. That's like pretty intense. Yeah, it's like 20 by 15. And it's an intense yellow. Yeah. Um, 
we have quite a bit of furniture from IKEA. We have some uh, dresser or not cabinets uh, that we use uh, for um, the storing. Uh, we have a mini pantry that's uh, a cabinet set from from IKEA, and the desk behind me is a is a computer desk from IKEA. Hmm. Um, I like their computer furniture. Their office furniture, I like. I believe our bed frame is IKEA. Um, it's got these really neat drawers uh, underneath it, so you don't have to worry about hands coming out from underneath the bed to grab your ankles because there are fucking drawers there. <laughs> you know that's not like a real thing, right? Stop it. And, He's like, shut up. Um. <laughs> uh, We have a, a sort of a, a stand-up dresser that that came from IKEA. So yeah, it's they have good stuff. We're gonna get some. Uh, we have an entertainment center. We're gonna get a, a couple more entertainment centers from IKEA. So yeah, they have good stuff for cheap, and especially because they really they'll deliver. And there's a there's a store like 20 minutes from here. So yeah, there's a store about 20 minutes from here too. Um. Uh, I definitely need to do something in the kitchen for for food storage because I don't have a lot of cabinets. So I'm definitely going to be looking at like a freestanding pantry and probably something that is like a uh, like a kitchen island that's topped with a butcher block um, that has wheels so I can move it around um, for food prep because. Um, after I put a coffee pot and a microwave on the countertops, it cut my counter space in half. And I was like, well, I mean, I like to cook. Um, but um, I, I have to kind of relearn how to cook, right? Instead of cooking for four, I'm cooking for one most of the time. And then sometimes two or three. And... That's freezer that's a, is your best friend, right? And I do have a decent freezer, uh, a decent side by side stainless steel Kenmore Pro refrigerator, which is it's pretty sharp. My son says it looks steampunk because it's got like temperature gauges on the outside of the huh. of the thing, so it's like it shows you your freezer and your refrigerator temperature. That's different. Yeah. They look like pressure gauges, <laughs> uh, so it's kind of cool. But I like a lot of the stuff at IKEA. Uh, not that we're sponsored by them or anything, but like I like their shelving. I like their bookcase and storage things. Um, they have fantastic desks, which because what I like in a desk is just a solid platform. I don't need sh- stuff under it all the time. Um, I like having my storage for my desks to be freestanding and not connected to the desk because I might need it somewhere else. Oh, well, you'd probably like my desk then. Uh, it's a $60 conference table from uh, uh, Office Depot. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, like that's, a table that you'd find at a convention center. That's a lot of times that's what I, I do is, is do that kind of stuff. I only have one fancy desk and it's a stationary desk from the forties. 
um, that this laptop and some and my lamp and some things are on. Nice. Um, my gra- my dad's mom uh, bought it years and years and years ago. Well, obviously years ago. <laughs> uh, but uh, I I inherited it, and it's 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 kind of ironic that it it went from Cincinnati, Indianapolis, down to Franklin, and now it's back in Cincinnati. That's <laughs> seen some stuff, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and that's the uh, that's the other thing I'm looking at is um, instead of putting a dresser in my bedroom in the master bedroom, uh, I decided to go for the king size bed, which I adore, and I have this amazing comforter, or uh, duvet and and comforter that is it's very plush. It's probably about three inches thick, but it's covered in like sharpa full uh fur and so like if you throw your glasses on the bed you can't see your glasses because they sink into the blanket <laughs> and, uh, and i'm like oh shit where'd my phone go <laughs> so i have to like shake my bed out and go oh shit that's, a, that's there's all my junk that's dangerous um, where'd my junk go it sunk into the bed well there's that too <laughs> <laughs> I woke up with a with a stain in my bed, and I must have did my bed last night. Wow! So, <laughs> so I have I have two closets in the master bedroom, and the goal or the thinking was that I do I'd convert one closet to have one of those closet organizers with drawers and stuff like that for me to just put all of my folding clothes there. And then the dress, the closet to the right of it will be where I put my hanging clothes and stuff like that. And um, yep, then I don't have to thinking like a bachelor. Yeah, well, then I don't have a freestanding dresser. The only problem with that is, is then I'm like, well, where am I going to put a TV? Hang it on the wall. Well, I thought about that, uh, except for the wall directly at the foot of the bed, which is where I would like my TV. Because I don't like my TV in the bedroom, like, on a sidewall. I want it at the foot of the bed. And that sure. wall is where the closets are. So there's, like, a pillar, like, six inches wide, where I could probably put, like, a 32-inch TV. But then I thought, oh, fuck it. I'll get, like, a hope chest or um, something like that. Like, a big storage uh piece that goes at the foot of the bed that is about the same height or a little taller than the bed and then the TV can sit on top um, I'll just have to make sure that it's like anchored so that if I kick it in the middle of the night I don't knock the fucking TV over so but yeah there's I'm trying to take my time and, and not try to do all of this at once uh, that way it can kind of like figure out um, the best way to do things. I know I, I got two Alexa devices um, and I've got a couple of smart outlets. Um, so it's kind of cool. I can tell Alexa good morning or good night and my house kind of shuts down and arms itself and turns a fan on, sings 
song to me or it'll play white noise depending on the day and okay so you're an iot attack target got it try me <laughs> there are ex- so it with alexa devices if you're not familiar um so there are uh there's this thing called skills you're teaching alexa skills but all they are are apps that are on the amazon store right so you can go into uh, a URL called alexa.amazon.com. You have to already be logged into your Amazon account to hit that URL. But once you do, it looks at your local network and sees all of your Alexa devices. And you can manage all of them from this one screen from your computer. So you can set you can set up uh, groups. Um, so like right now, I have a an everything group, which plays on all of my Amazon devices. So I can tell it to, you know, play Spotify everywhere. And it, and it just queues up music for the whole fucking house. Or you can go zone by zone or room by room or device by device. And that's kind of cool. Um, but there's other things on there where you can make Alexa a little bit more hardened to what it keeps track of, what it shares, what it doesn't share, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, but Amazon doesn't like it if you tell it to delete voice recordings, and I don't like that. Yeah, I, well, I don't care if they don't like it, but, I mean, they give you the well, ability they make it to do it. But it's super it difficult to do it. Yeah, it, they... It doesn't happen by default, right? Because they use that as a way of making their devices better. But you can uh, opt out. That's the thing is that they don't tell their consumers up front, you don't have to do this. This is optional. I think and they're abusing their what their their trust in their from their consumers, but whatever. Yeah, well, it's a, to me, it's like it's like a collection agency. Collection agencies will call you and scare the living piss out of you to get their money. But at least they're up front and they say, hey, we're a collection agency. It's our, we are uh, calling yeah, they do now. to collect a debt. They haven't always. But that's the thing is like these kinds of companies that build IoT devices are going to have to pony up to the table and say, this is all the honest, transparent shit that we have been lying to you about or not telling you about for decades. I also yeah. already see, just from the devices you described, multiple attack vectors. Just through supply, ch- supply chain attacks. It doesn't have to be directly through Amazon. Like, okay, for, for instance, give me one. Well, uh, you said that you log into alexa.amazon.com and it scans your network. So that tells me that there's JavaScript that's being loaded from some CDN that is then scan that that is then being given access to um, to access your local network from your web browser. So either through a browser, uh, through a pup, or through malware, I could somehow hijack that that connection and inject whatever I want into uh, your devices simply because you went to my website, clicked on a link. Now, I'm not saying that you would do that, but 
if I knew you were an IoT target, I could do that. Uh, I could, you know, spoof DNS by targeting you. I could spoof DNS and have have it load my own JavaScript, so it looks like that it's um, that it's the Amazon Alexa page scanning your local network, or and then I could just start harvesting data and create all kinds of backdoors. Um, you're you're not wrong. And that's why, like, you know... Those are one of my fears through home automation. I'm I'm not a fan of home automation. There's no reason my light bulb should have a fucking IP address. Same thing for my thermostat, um, for my HVAC. There's there's no reason it needs it needs to be connected to anything. I think the better question is, or the better the better argument should be, home automation should be okay. But the security that it uses should be better, and it's not. Well, I Part also, of, I mean, it's it's that, and it's it's how your data is used. I I don't yes. have a whole lot of knowledge on how app how Siri Siri's home works, but with Amazon Alexa, my biggest tiff with them is that they will record when even when you, you're not aware of it, and they will store all of their data out in the cloud. And you're all of your voice away, data. Trump. And yep. I just, I don't, I the fact that they, that should be an opt-in option. Like, would you, like, um, uh, targeted ads. Uh, you have the option to opt-in and receive targeted ads, or you can opt-out and receive generic well, ads it, yeah and that, it that's should be what the I same trying to way say with voice is, collection it you should have to opt in for it to collect it to make it a personalized experience yeah and that's what i was trying to explain is technically it is an opt-in and they don't tell you that it is you have to dig into three different menus under settings to opt out of that stuff that's always the first thing that i do but that's because i know about it yeah so one of the things that I could take advantage of with this podcast and our our listeners is to tell them when you set up an Echo Dot or a Google Home device or a Siri any Home device, any smart home device, you can always go into your settings and dictate how much freedom they take with your information. Like, I turned off the shopping features. I don't want Amazon to recommend products to me because of what I talk about. I don't want to hear it. You know what I mean? I applaud them for at least giving you a pin to where, because you can buy stuff directly from the Echo, from an Alexa device. You can buy stuff. And I'm like, well, that's dangerous. Bless you. But at the, you know, at, at, there there needs to be more um, granular controls and security, and they don't need to make it flipping complex like Facebook did. Facebook yeah. likes to tote that they're like, oh, well, we improved our security features and our privacy, and then like, yeah, but you buried it under thirty different pages of shit that nobody understands. They made it a pain in the dick. To be able to download my data and request that my data be deleted and then request that my account be deleted. Not closed, not not put on hold, but deleted. 
yeah it, it was it was a nightmare and but i i got all my data um the same thing with amazon it should not be a pain in in the rear end to delete any data that's one i they i believe they intentionally make it difficult so in the amazon app whether it's on my on my fire 7 on my iphone 7 or on my ipad the amazon app makes it very very painful to edit your browsing history because yeah. I will look at some things and I'm like, I don't want you saving that and then making shitty recommendations based off of something I was just looking at that I decided I I don't ever want in my life. And the screen, it acts like your device locks up. The screen doesn't move. You have to tap remove or delete item multiple times before it actually does it. And then it takes forever this for the screen to refresh. It acts like it locks up. It makes me want to tear scoop my eyeball out yeah it does and most consumers don't know that there's a better way and while i don't completely agree that it should be the product seller's responsibility to educate they should do some of that responsibility it's mcdonald's problem right Right. mcdonald's is not is not the reason as to why America has an obesity problem. No, but they contribute to it. They, they contribute to it by making it cheap and easy. Bad food should be expensive. Good food should be cheap and easy. Okay. There are prostitutes that are cheap and easy, but not everybody goes and has sex with that prostitute because people have known, figured out for themselves that's not a good idea. That's not a wise decision. Irregardless of law. Right, but here the problem with McDonald's is that fresh food is expensive when it shouldn't be expensive. It's the 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 bad for you food that should be more expensive. Cuz how is it how is it it costs more to get a a a head of lettuce than a bag of chips out of a vending machine? Yep. I know. That that makes no sense. Well, we still live in a world that sells bottled water. I mean, we have the French to thank for that one. Why why should you ever live in a world where water that's bottled should be a thing? Well, I can understand the bottling part. The reason that that the the people making money hand over fist on it that that I don't agree with because it it should be freely available. I can understand the water bottle as a container in order to hold it because how else how else are you going to hold it in a in a no, paper I, cup? Yeah, no, no, I get that. But bottled water was originally invented by a French company to make money off of Americans because we were naive and. We live in a country that there's so much bureaucracy tied around your water service that you end up in a situation like Flint, Michigan. And Flint, Michigan is just a modern example. It's not the only example of bad city water that's poisoning and killing the residents. That I mean, that's why Rome fell. It's because they were poisoning themselves with lead. Um, but now... Bottled water serves a purpose. 
it really does serve a legitimate purpose, but people shouldn't be getting rich off of it. That's the that that is a you're right. That is a very big issue because there are tons of examples of communities, neighborhoods, or individuals who don't have access to good drinking water. And I know, like, I mean, I live in Indianapolis. Our water's not horrible, but it's also not the best. It's not anywhere close to what you should be drinking as a human. Because they filter all the minerals out of it. You need that shit. You know, that's supposed to be in your water. But what's not supposed to be in your water is all the bacteria and stuff like that. But they have to find that equilibrium between we pollute our water too much, so they have to overclean the water in order to give it back to the citizens. Stop overpolluting it. That's not on the water company's fault. That's our fault as public citizens. We pollute it, not them. They're trying to undo stupid. And in the process, we're poisoning ourselves with water that's not good for us or has no purpose to us other than it's liquid. Rome actually fell because of political issues. Yeah, yeah okay. Don't don't split hairs. But they, well, they, no, they I did. wouldn't say that's splitting hairs. They failed to enforce their law, causing territories to break up into their own into their own own entities. Yep. They tried to do what Khan did, where they would take somebody over and allow them to keep their customs and their religions and their culture intact, instead of assimilate them. Um, and they they didn't regulate things well at all. But, yeah, I, I don't want to get off another tangent, but we could talk about the fall of Rome because it's quite fascinating how Not today. Vulner, vulnerable a society is to falling apart in a matter of weeks. I think even now that same stipulation would could occur where any modern government could fall within a matter of a blink of an eye um, over stupid stuff, over over-regulation or under-regulation or not enough follow-through, not enough accountability. All right. Um, but anyway, yeah, so, I mean, that's my big thing with, with LX is cool, but... So, yeah, I was going to say that the issue with the whole issue with 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 privacy and user data and responsible use and collection. Yes, I agree. Uh, And there's a there is a stigma that. Smart home devices exist and they're and they're doing well because a large majority of the population wants them to make recommendation. They want them to know what they like and dislike. I want, I'm that smaller percentage that, and so are you, that says, I only want you to know what I want you to know. But other people are like, no, I want you to know everything and I don't want to do any of the thinking. Well, when you do that, you're giving yourself away to something that you don't understand right it's like buying a lemon 
a car, a bad car. A Chevrolet. Hey, why you got to beat up on Chevy? Um, but I mean, any kind of car, any brand, any model can be a bad car because the previous owner did not fully disclose things that were wrong with it, but we're able to cover up all the imperfections. So all you see, even in a fucking test drive is all the good stuff. And then you get it home and it starts to just fall apart. And that's why I only buy certified if i'm buying used by new used it's just it's it's just one of those things like some people are out there and they're like i'm never going to buy a new car i'm always going to buy a used car and i won't buy from a dealer i will only buy from private individuals they're taking a risk yeah you're way opening yourself up to lots of risk there you are and it's the same thing goes for uh, having smart home devices and not knowing exactly what you're putting in your house and understanding how deep it goes. If you don't ask the questions, you don't do the research, which is free knowledge on the internet. You read the fine print and know what you're getting yourself into before something bad happens. Like it records a conversation you didn't want it to record. There is there is a documentary on Netflix um, called The Social Dilemma, um, and it's a, all about how social media companies, um, social networking, turns you into data, and how that data is used against you and and for you they give you the perception that the data you create is being used to tailor the experience but it goes extru- it goes very very deep into exactly how data is collected what data is collected uh, there's a scene where they described and on uh, when you load Facebook into your browser they start timing from the time that you load it and monitor each single click to see where you go first. Do you click? Do you go to a different area, or do you start scrolling? If you start scrolling, how long do you scroll for? When do you stop? What's on the screen when you stop scrolling? How long do you look at those posts? Do you interact with those posts? It, they have so much information on everyone. And this isn't just Facebook. Twitter does the same thing. Yep. Um... Any any social media company will, d- does that, and and websites do that now in order to, in order to make recommendations. For example, when you're uh, on a on a news site lo- reading an article, it it knows based off of previous articles if you've been to that site before what articles you've read, and then it suggests based on on certain data points more articles you might be interested in. Because it, 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 they have psychologists working on these algorithms that build these suggestion engines, and it's just it's, it's wrong. Yeah, it, it's very wrong. And uh, I had this idea the other night that, you know, with all this stuff about privacy, it's only going to get 
more serious in the next decades. Faster and faster and faster every day that goes by. Like, what if an insurance company said, you know what, we're going to start selling privacy insurance. Because that's kind of what Life, what LifeLock does uh, and, and their competitors. Is they're basically selling you a product that says, if your stuff gets hijacked, if somebody gets your identity, okay, well, you're protecting your identity, that's cool, but what about the actual privacy of just normal conversations and your likes and your dislikes and your interests and your hobbies and what your co- kid's favorite color is? All of those things are are part of a smart home. So you're going to have a company in the future that's going to sell you insurance that protects that information from being scrupulously used when you say it shouldn't be. Not at our current trajectory. Well, I know, I mean, but like, think about it. Like, so Amazon, uh, so you're having a conversation about. I see it more going. Okay, so if you, I, I see it more going down the route that that identity insurance. Uh, and not just identity protection, but identity insurance becomes a thing. Yeah. And there starts becoming waivers where if you don't follow, so it, like like life insurance, if you commit suicide or you're, you, you, you take a course of bad health that, that's not natural, they don't have to pay out on any of that. I see it going down the path of here's this insurance that protects you and your information, but if you do anything... That compromise that 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 potentially compromises that clicking on a link uh, in in a in a, uh, a malicious email or, or entering your information in a site that's not authentic and not taking the time to analyze whether whether it's the correct domain name and the correct spelling or not, then they won't pay out at all, and then you're like stuck in the middle of the, of the sea. Yeah, essentially on a boat with nothing. Now I I think that the the privacy privacy insurance thing is a very good idea but only if we keep only if we're able to keep moving in a direction where where things like gdpr imposes fines and and jail time on anyone who is negligent with with any any individual's data points yeah i you know it, it's it's very laughable that the united states doesn't really have a equivalent to that I we mean, have safe harbor. Um, yeah, but how often does that conversation come up? And and trustee offers that sort of certification, but the problem with that is that it's self. It's essentially a, a self-certifying that that you you follow certain standards, and it, it also goes in. It, but but you know it really only applies if if you're dealing um, with with PII. Namely, if you're doing credit card transactions. Yeah. If you're not at the level of doing PCI, then any PII you collect in the United States is is a free-for-all, and you don't have to protect it either. No, you don't. And that's, that's extremely scary because you probably do business. The average consumer probably does business online with... Probably 50% of their business done online is done that way, where they're not the the vendor is not following PCI compliance. Therefore, the the information you give them 
they don't have to protect it because they're not giving you any protection. That's and that's that's sad that we have to have some sort of enforcement that says, look, you need to do the right thing. Well, I mean, we do in real life, too, and in, in not just digital life, but we have. I know, but uh, that's also sad that 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 for me is I feel the same way that why you shouldn't ever have to ask, do I do the right thing or not? That you should just do the right thing. That's the same thing as how how you said last time, you know. What if everyone just said, how are you feeling today? Let me yeah. give you a hug. That that shouldn't be something that you contemplate. That should just be something you do. Yeah, because when we see somebody struggling, we think, oh, better than them than better them than me. Yeah. And um, so I walked out of the, the dollar store yesterday. And by the way, I love the dollar store. I fl- flip and love it. Uh, it. I did when I was twelve. Shut up. <laughs> I still love it. I mean, like, not for everything, but some things there are like no-brainers, right? Do you buy milk from the dollar store? Uh, no. Okay, I I knew someone that that once did that. I don't. Or I once I could... knew someone that, that 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 does that. Yeah, I don't know if I could do that. I mean, there's probably nothing wrong with it, but it's like, it makes you think about how fucking stupid shit has gotten that if they can get away with selling a half gallon of milk for a dollar, why am I paying almost $2 for it somewhere else? To me, that the, the thing that comes to mind is quality. Maybe, but... Maybe it's not quality. Maybe it's because they're not taking in there. There's no overhead price on that for them. Maybe they're just because in a dollar tree, a dollar store where everything is a dollar, they pick and choose what they're getting a profit off of. Because like you can go in there and you can buy a can of beans, but at Kroger they're fifty cents, so they're making a fifty cent profit on that. Yeah. Right now, there's other things in there that are probably worth way more than a dollar, but they sell it for a dollar. It would be a really interesting thing to see, like how that looks on the back end of things in their books, what what the markups are on truly, because I guarantee you a lot of that stuff is less than a dollar when they bought it. And they're oh, the just, manufacturer, most of that stuff are pe- is pennies. Exactly. So then you can buy something there that you know you can buy somewhere else for two times that amount. Oh, my God. Like, uh, but yeah, so getting back to the privacy thing. Like. Uh, was it two, two or three years ago, somebody tried to, or somebody successfully filed taxes under my name with my social security number. And the IRS caught it. And they were like, uh, Mr. Anderson, <laughs> you didn't file taxes, but somebody did. So now for the next like eight years, I have to have this specific code that I have to provide on my tax forms in order to process my forms and the the first two years i had to do it in paper 
I wasn't allowed to uh, do it electronically. Yikes. Yep. And I so I had to freeze my credit report at all the bureaus and all this stuff because – and then I went through and systematically had to replace passwords. Now, I am comfortable doing that. I know what my digital footprint is. Not sponsored by them, but Allstate is a great insurance company. I'm sure they're not the best, but the one thing I do like about Allstate is I get a uh, a free service from them that keeps track of my digital footprint. And it sends me real-time alerts when something changes, or if I sign up for a new account, or a password changes, or access is, is made. So I always know the status of insecurity of an account, even if it's something I only log into like once a year or something. Because I don't access my, my private Roth account, but maybe once a year when I do taxes. I don't even keep track of it. I get monthly statements, but I kind of just ignore them because – if it, if it's out of my mind, I don't sit there and think about it and look at that money and go, I should do something with that money. No, Brian, you should let that money sit there and just fuck off. But I think something like that should be part of everybody's daily life, you know, as much as. Hey, honey, I'm on my way home from work. Do we, I need to stop at the uh, store and get some bread and milk? You should be having conversations with yourself and your family members about, hey, uh, you showed me that new uh, TV that you, you plugged in. Um, that can talk to the Internet. Do you really understand, like, what it's doing is it keeping track of what you're watching is it reporting those trends back to the company that you bought it from and if so can you turn that stuff off because why do why do you need that you know and i mean there's there's instances where i like that i like being able to go into netflix and netflix has learned from my watching history of what i have said I liked and disliked, it can recommend things that I would like that I normally would not have found. That's fine. But I don't want them to sell that information. And I don't know if I have any control over that. They shouldn't, yeah, I mean, they, they should be prohibited from selling that information and they should be um, regulated to ensure that it's properly protected. Yep. Um, but that I think that will that that would take a whole new branch of government. At least in the EU, they have a data steward office. Yep. And when I when I was a contractor for a company in Germany, uh, it was there were very strict rules we had to follow, and the owner would get quite frantic because uh, fines could add up to six figures very easily if even if they were just found to not be in compliance. There didn't even have to be a breach. And there were yearly audits. I understand that that also requires a lot of tax money. But, you know, at the same time, 
there are also companies that are paying these very heavy fines uh, because they're found to not do something as simple as salt and hash a password and encrypt the database. So I, um, with with the uh, the last few years, I interesting you bring up taxes. I got a call today from the city uh, uh, tax um, auditor, and he said he was because uh, in in Cincinnati you 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 pay not just state taxes but you also pay city taxes. Or in Ohio, I mean, in Ohio, you, you have locality taxes as well. Um, so uh, he called me and he said, uh, "You actually, you owe less <laughs> than than what you have filled out here because it's it's prorated based on on because I'm a new resident. I moved in last year. Uh, I only have to pay so much, um, but uh." uh that all had to be done by paper. They no longer accept e-filings for the city. But because I had so many taxes to, to get done, because I, I did, um, consulting makes it a, a little bit trickier um, because then you, you have uh, non-employment compensation that you have to claim on your, on your taxes. Um, I just pay for the audit guard now through uh, Intuit's TurboTax. And it's an extra fifty bucks, but uh, they guarantee to to represent you if if there's ever an issue from an auditor, um, or if you're ever audited, uh, God forbid. Oh yeah, don't yeah. Uh, <laughs> I hope I can go my whole life and never be audited. I think that would be fantastic. But then at the same time, like. Is that a realistic goal to have? Because well, unless are, you're doing something dumb, I don't see why it would ever be a concern. Well, I think about it the other way around because if that means if the IRS is doing their job, they should probably audit every citizen at least once in their lifespan. That's a waste on resources, considering how many consider how many citizens there are and how far back they have to go through through the tax history, and then they have to send an agent out to work with the individual to go through all of their receipts and, and papers and so forth. That, but, you know, that, we pay our taxes. We pay, we pay our taxes in order to get regulatory things like this that protect us from stupid or protect us against fraud or protect us against ill will. I think that's why all their systems are automated now. It is now, yes. And with the automation... There's a lot less wasted resources, so I could definitely see that, like, I mean, they're able to catch probably 99% of the common shit. Right. Right. Uh, they're an excellent case point. I mean, I know that people are, they, they give the IRS a hard time or whatever, but most of it is ill-placed because they, they think they can get away with something, but... The IRS knows what the fuck they're doing. Just like our FBI knows what the fuck they're doing. It doesn't necessarily mean that everything they always do is on good intentions for for the paying public. Sometimes they do things that are very self-serving. 
uh, and that's where just like the conversation with smart home devices and privacy comes into play, you need to know your stuff, you need to know where it's going, and you need to know how it's used. The biggest conversation that I hate is why why Facebook can get away with selling your, your interests and what you like and dislike, because that's how they make their money. Well, they were fined heavily last time they did it. I don't know if they still are. But so I subscribe to the concept that I like Facebook. I like it enough to where if they needed, they wanted to start charging a monthly premium, and they could get rid of all the ads. I would sign up wholeheartedly tomorrow. I'd pay for a year because that's a better business model. Or they could go back to not having ads. They could, but then they weren't making any money. They were going on uh, they were uh, venture capital funded at that point i think there's better ways to handle having ads you can sell ad space but you don't necessarily have to add uh, or you don't necessarily need to make money off of the people that are coming to your site and telling you i like these kinds of movies <laughs> that's different that's somebody's personality. And yes, while we are acknowledging that we are sharing that information, back when it first started, a lot of people didn't understand, myself included, what that was actually meaning because they didn't tell you in plain English what it meant. The most difficult thing to argue is against is when someone says but i'm not doing anything wrong i don't care if they can see that and that's just the wrong attitude to take yeah because it's it's fundamentally wrong it's like saying well the sky you know the sky is not blue well it's, I, I it's blue because blah 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 and somebody goes no that's not why but that doesn't make it wrong Science is true whether you want to believe it or not. Security is security whether you want to fucking acknowledge that it is. I I always use the analogy that would you let someone come into your bedroom and look through all your drawers and and pick up and touch your underwear? Do you still have nothing to hide? I don't have a problem with it, but because I don't you have a stranger to hide. come in and and fondle your underwear. Well. To me, the better question would be, why would that stranger want to do that? Why does it matter? You're letting them come in. And... No, I know that. I know. But see, you can't, if, if somebody can't answer me that, then sure, I guess. But that's because I got nothing to hide. But I wouldn't want it to be done. But there are people who would be like, I don't give a fuck. But my question would be, why... Why even want to look at that shit in the first place? Why does a why can't people who are selling movies to people just sell movies to people? Why do they have to know what which people to sell to? That's not selling. Then why do I care whether or not someone looks at my email? Why do I really care? Why do I care if someone knows what kind of movies I like? Looking at my email and looking at my underwear drawer are two different things, in my opinion. Mm-mm. Still, it's still a private space. It is, but 
it's called respect for yourself and respect for your own privacy. If you're willing to say, I don't care, I don't have anything to hide, that that means you have no respect for yourself or or anyone else. And maybe I don't have any respect for myself. That... I mean, maybe it's a bit extreme, but that's no, no, it's not. That's it's... that's how I see it because if you don't if you don't have any any respect for your own privacy, then why else would you say you don't care if someone comes into your home, your your habitat, your private space, and then goes further into your private private space within that private space? And starts playing with things that touch you in certain private areas. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I guess I see I get it what as... you're saying. I get what you're saying. I really do. I, I also see it that some things are more private than others. Yes, but there, the blanket privacy, not having a concept of what privacy is or respect for yourself and, and respect for your own privacy, I... Yes, I Maybe. can agree. There are different la- layers uh, or levels of, of privacy, but privacy in general. Maybe that's where the conversation should start then is a, a campaign, a public campaign that talks about what privacy really is and teaching people to not only understand that, but to have uh respect for their own self and then respect for their privacy. That's the first educational piece in this. The second educational piece is to know that when you sign up for an email account, are they are they selling your your usage habits? Are they selling how much you store? Are they selling what kind of documents that you store? Are they are they selling any of that stuff? And if they are, can you opt out of those things altogether or can you hunt and pick through what is being sold because some of it might be fine to you like oh we want to sell what's in your junk mail folder all right fine fuck it i don't care it's all your shit anyway you know but i don't want you to see what i put in my private folders or my inbox for instance or i don't want you to know that i send twenty thousand emails a day that's none of nobody's business I would hope that your email provider isn't collecting that kind of information. Well, yeah, but we have to ask that question. As people in the IT industry, we know it's possible. Because your your email account, nowadays, your email account is more valuable than a fucking passport. Yep. It has everything in there. If your email address, if your email account is compromised, you are fucked. You are F-U-C-K-E-D. Uh, your your mobile device has more data on it than you have in your home. Yep. Your 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 fucking phone more data on it, and you probably have more sensitive information on your phone than you have printed in your house. I have yeah, I have way more sensitive information right now on my phone than I have ever had in my wallet in my entire life, and I'm 41. And that's, yeah, that's scary. It blows my mind. You know, in 1995, the only thing I was concerned about was whether or not I had a couple of quarters in my pocket to call my parents from a pay phone if I needed them to, if I, if, if I needed to get home from the bowling alley or because I got lost someplace. I, well, I, I can say from a different perspective, 
okay, so I have mental health issues, and I have some neuro neurological issues, and because of that, I journal almost all of my life, every day that I'm awake. I have now started to journal what I do in my sleep, because I wear an Apple Watch. Because if something happens and I forget it because I had a seizure, I want to put back that part of my life and relearn that part. Because of how Apple handles health data, I am absolutely fine with their wearables keeping track of my biometrics. Yes. and I've found it to be very helpful, too. I wear an Apple Watch, and I have an Apple phone now, but I haven't always. And there is a striking difference um, between having a Galaxy device and an Apple device. And I'm not saying that Galaxy sucks or anything. I'm just saying it's one way of thinking versus another. Um, I'm sure that there are things that Galaxy does better than Apple, sure. Um, what Brian's trying to say is all you motherfuckers are wrong and Apple is king. I would not say that. <laughs> if, if, cause if Apple was king, then video games would be made equal on both OS's. Um, what do you mean? Like on I, the difference between iOS and Mac OS? No the difference between like Mac OS and windows. Mm, I don't know. That's like saying games on. Uh, I don't know. I've played games cross-platform or across different platforms. Games that were made in Windows and 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 are available on my uh, in the App Store. Games on Xbox uh, that are also on PC. And for me, it's been a fairly similar experience. I've I've not experienced where it's that vastly different. Oh, I have. I mean, shit. There's. There's Same with games. Linux, too. I mean, There's 10 games on my Steam wish list right now. They're all incompatible with Mac. Hmm. And to, to, a, a, an, to a consumer that would like to play video games, that's an easy no-brainer decision. They're going to be like, oh, I want to play this game. Well, that means I'm stuck having to buy a Windows machine, even if you enjoy Mac. And I had this conversation with a friend of mine that in a perfect world, I would rather work on a Mac, play on a Windows PC, and carry an iOS device. In a perfect world, Sony be, wouldn't be a fucking little dick and have squandered their, their Spider-Man rights and only allowed... Um, uh, fuck, now I can't re remember their name. Um, Insomniac wouldn't have prevented Insomniac from from only releasing Spider-Man on on fucking PlayStation. That that game is absolutely delicious, but you can't I have been so tempted to buy a PlayStation, but I can't bring myself to buy it because I would only be buying it for one game. So, um, why don't you come over to my house for a weekend and we'll just play Spider-Man? Please. Yeah, you know my address, don't you? Uh, no, not 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 your new address. All right, here I'll give you my new address. Text it to me later. Okay. You you have to remind me so I don't forget. 
I will. So yeah, like um, so I. No, I get where you're coming from, and well, you know what? Sony does that. That's been something that Sony has done since Sony existed. Is they know that they get something good, and they can they see the longevity in their life cycle by going. This is a good thing. We want to keep it for just ourselves and have that exclusive. But I'm not saying that Microsoft isn't at fault at that because they're they are they just are. as 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 much to blame for platform exclusives as Sony is. And I think it's fucking ridiculous. Well, I was so Nintendo. Yes. I mean, um, every every video game company does it except for a few. Sega doesn't. Uh, Sega did it when Sega had a console, but after they gave up the console wars, they would release their titles on anybody's stuff that wanted it. But you had to say you wanted it first. That's the only difference. And you know what? Sega makes some really good fucking arcade games. They make really good video games, period. It it boils down to operating system. It does. So we're right back to the same conversation of I don't think Windows or Mac is superior one over the other. However, when a company who thinks they are the superior product makes it more challenging for video games to be developed on, it makes all the video game developers go the other direction. I I do have to applaud Microsoft because when they um, when they brought about Xbox One that that's when essentially embedded Windows 10. Yep. But their games now are are Microsoft Windows apps. Yes. And so the same game you get on your Xbox, you'll get on your Windows device. Yeah, and I think that's fantastic. I think now, it's, a lot yeah. of people don't realize that, but yeah. it's ingenious. Now, if they were to license that to Sony so that Sony could write games for both Windows and uh, Xbox. Xbox, I think that, or I'm sorry, it's a, it's a Microsoft or a, a, a Windows Universal app. That's what it's called. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if there was, but so, you know, Sony won't do that because they're like, nah, we're going to use our, ours, which is Linux based. And so they're, they're stuck using their own platform, their own framework, their own tools. Yeah. And I like PlayStation. I, I've always owned a PlayStation. I owned a one, a two, a three and a four, and I will soon own a five, but, uh, I have also owned all three xboxes except for the newest one and i have owned two different sega genesis systems i owned a dreamcast and the 64-bit with the 32-bit add-on i have owned a gamecube and a super nintendo uh and i've owned a game boy but i i am probably not your normal consumer where i would buy everything right some I was people a Nintendo are more, kid. Yeah, some people pick a framework or they pick an OS and they just stick with it. 
And that is what they are. Um, I wanted to do... I wanted to do things... I wanted to know what was out there. What what does it look what what's different? Uh I've never got to own a Jaguar and I always wanted to own a Jaguar six <laughs> Uh a friend of mine had his uncle had a Neo Geo and I thought that shit was fucking amazing because Neo Geo was like the very first hundred and twenty eight bit console. It also cost a shit ton of money. And there were very few games on it. And that's the thing that the gaming industry learned. It's not how pretty the graphics are. And how well, like, the the menu is designed. It's about quantity. If you give somebody quantity over quality, you'll succeed in the gaming industry. That's why Steam is like it is. Not not my opinion. I only go I know, I know. I, I, I like Yes, I like playing quality games. I think it is quality, but it's a combination of quality and quantity because there are a lot of indie developers out there that make really awesome games. Fuck yes. Uh, One of my favorite indie games is Valiant Hearts um on PlayStation. Uh and the very first version of it was built on Flash. Uh, but you you play as the uh, uh, the main character you play as is a World World War II storyline. He joins the French Legion, and you go through, and you're basically like you're going through after the war has gone through these areas and you're seeing the effect of the war on people's lives and things like that. And you're helping them find, you know, safety or you're helping them find their loved ones. And it's really fucking sad and gut wrenching, but it's very well made. It's a side scrolling game, which isn't breaking any design awards, but, or technology awards, but if you think back to no matter how old you are, if you're 12 or 50, you've probably have touched a side scrolling game at one point. And, and there's probably one that leaps out in your mind as your favorite. Fucking EGA Duke Nukem (laughs) one. Yeah. EGA old school. Fuck. Before that, I, I, I played, um, uh, it was on a five and a quarter inch floppy. A CGA game called uh, Crystal Caves. Yep, I know um, what that is. <laughs> I uh, dude, I almost flunked out on my junior year because of Masters of Orion. <laughs> I I swear I missed so much school because I would skip school, go over to my friend's house, and literally play Masters of Orion for days without getting out of the chair. Uh, and his parents were trying to figure out why the desk chair was so dilapidated and, and everything. And they bought a new desk chair. We went through that one in the second semester. It's all the three, the three of us, that's all we did. One of us would, would captain and the other two would, would watch and play cards or keep ourselves busy. Or we would gotta, sleep in shifts. You got to come look at my DOS game collection. 
Yeah, I probably have a heart on. <laughs> I have all. Oh, uh, it's beautiful. Do my Some mom... of my favorite games were were only offered on DOS. Yeah, my mom and I would would lose lots of time playing the original uh, per, uh, Prince of Persia and um, uh, the Colonel's Bequest series uh, from Sierra. Um, man, Sierra made great games. And their company... King's went, Quest? Yep, King's Quest, okay. Police Quest, Heroes Quest. Yep, all of that. But they had a great thing. But they killed themselves financially by one thing and one thing only, trying to be a good Samaritan. <gasps> you motherfucker. Yep. Uh, I got this for my birthday one year. And it's it's got Police Quest 1 through 5 plus the VGA remake of 1. I've got the whole Space Quest series, including the original V, or including the VGA remake of one. Uh, Damn. I have them running in DOSBox too, nice. on my Mac. On I started, your Mac, which is bad, which is badass. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I am. Yeah, like suck it, Microsoft. <laughs> on a project <laughs> shortly before I moved, where I started ripping, well, not ripping, um, imaging. All of my optical and uh, magnetic media. So all the floppy disks, all the CDs that I have, all of that, I've been creating ISOs so I can mount them as volumes in DOSBox and also so I can archive them uh, up in uh, AWS um, so that I, I've got it backed up. That's cool. Uh, so, yeah, I, uh, I still have loads of other stuff to get get archived but um yes sir uh, i have a james bond game uh, si- uh S- silent steel okay yeah i know what that is that was it came on two or four at least two two um five and a quarter inch floppies and that was that was back when uh uh DRM was done through turn to this page. What is the the word yep. of this sentence? The, the, the instruction book. This that... sentence, or it's a flashy image, and it's like, what's the color of this on the page? Yep. Oh, I love that. Uh, that was like the one of the coolest DRMs that I remember. So I was getting ready to tell you about Sierra. Uh, um, Sierra had a policy. Company. Uh, Sierra Online had a policy. On every title that you ever bought, I, that's awesome. Uh, Sierra would give you a full refund of the video game that you played uh, if, for any reason, you were unsatisfied with it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so what people ended up finding out is that they could buy a game from a store... Right, and stores didn't take returns on software, right? So they right. buy the game, take it home, make a copy of it, put it back in the box, call Sierra. Sierra would send them um, 
a refund and you send them back the game. Well, they even got more lax about it because they stopped forcing their consumers to send the games back. They would just give you back your $60. Oh, wow. They lost money hand over fist and they couldn't stay afloat. And that was a bad policy. Yeah, that was a huge, hugely bad policy. And I remember watching uh, an interview with Mike Morham and Chris Metzen of Blizzard. And, you know, they grew up as kids playing Sierra online games. And, you know, when they were starting their software company, they wanted to have the same kind of attachment to their, their player base. But obviously they knew that they couldn't just give the money back. But instead what they could do is waste all resources and expenses to fix anything that was a barrier in their software. And to this day, I mean, here we are 16 years later, the number one, you know, played MMO in the world is World of Warcraft. Well, why do you think that is? Yes, it's a great game, but more importantly, it's because they take their customer service very seriously. They took a page out of the old school video game publishers and that cared about the people that were purchasing their their video games, and they applied it to the modern landscape and said, well, we just sent out an update, and then they get information that there's a problem with the update okay nobody's going home we're going to fix this because all of our players can't play because of this is a barrier and then they fix it and it gets patched and you know like people complain all the time and i fucking hate it a video game comes out um and it's buggy yeah and so, um, we don't live in a perfect world, and software is made by humans that make mistakes. Yeah, that's why we never got the real Duke Nukem from 3D Realms, because it got they, they they didn't they claim bankruptcy and it got sold the property got sold off and then mm-hmm. a company rushed to finish it and it was not the greatest. I nope. played the demo on my on my 360, and I was like, "This is awful." Yeah, I never. <laughs> I remember playing hours. The 360, hours of... or was it one? No, yeah, it was 360. Oh, Sorry, uh, go ahead. Atari Pitfall. It's a very simple game, but I loved it, and it it created. So, like, I subscribe to the idea that there are no bad ideas. If you have an idea, see it through all the way to the end and then share it with people. Even if you and if you can make money off of that, that's even better. But don't stop at one idea because all the great video games that came out in 1990, uh, 90 to or like 88 to 94. I want to see a modernization of Commander Keen. That would be amazing. I loved Commander Keen. Right? I I used to install Keen 
on every single machine that I touched at my schools. <laughs> I did it just for the simple fact that I could. Oh. It was really small of a, for a file size. It fit on a single yep. diskette. And you could hide it, and then you could just pass a note around to tell people where to find it. And, man, I, I remember in my eighth grade year, every class that I was in was had their own computer lab in in the classroom. I would I put it on one machine, I wrote a single note and I passed it around. Before the end of the year I had gotten that note back 50 times. <laughs> and that comp- that one game had propagated itself on so many other computers, even computers I never touched. So that meant other people were doing it and passing it forward. And I was like, that's cool. That was like the probably the, the, the most hacky thing I ever did publicly. But um when I was in high school the the big thing was someone took it upon themselves to install a cracked version of Max Payne, because that was really popular. Um in two thousand one. Uh oh dear God. Uh <laughs> Uh, 2001, 2002. Well, um, I was uh, in high school and and on in all the computer labs you could find max Payne on all the computers <laughs> yeah there was a uh screensaver um that was widely popular uh when i was in junior high and high school that bud wise or <laughs> that i would um pass around and and put on all the computers but it was like it was shareware dude fucking shareware was the shit oh my god you go down to osco pharmacy and they had a little rack full of all kinds of shareware five dollars for a diskette that's how i found wolfenstein 3d you know shareware. some of the screensavers you could get for dos oh my word those were amazing yeah they weren't really screensavers they really taxed the shit out of your video (laughs) card (laughs) (laughs) some of um man those were days yeah i think shareware really played an important role in what our modern society has with open source software um well freeware has been around since well sure yeah there's a difference between freeware and open source Uh, mm, well okay so there's there is a single difference there's a single large difference which is freeware is built and distributed for free right open source is built distributed for free and then the community can also contribute back to it but not always you know there there are proprietary projects i mean they will release an open source version of their proprietary software i mean that would that would be considered open source but if it's something that you you are giving away just for free that 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 would fall under free software um and generally, it, you would use a license, um, an M- MIT license or a Free Software Foundation license, GPL. GPL. 
Yeah, gen- um, general public like. But yeah, if freeware, yeah, is usually just a free utility that that you know is or, or a free version of a game to to entice you to buy. Uh, a fuller featured version. A fuller featured. Yeah. But you couldn't necessarily distribute it. Shareware was designed to be distributed, and hey, if you like it, you can call a number, get the rest of the discs, and play the rest of the game. I can't imagine that. Red Baron. Did you play fucking Red Baron? Yes, I did. Oh, my God. So many summers of... (laughs) I I would set my computer by the window so I could have the... I would open up the window and I would have the... uh, In the summer, I would have the breeze blowing on me while I'm flying a plane around and... (laughs) (laughs) And bombing the shit out of people. Yeah. The dog fights were my favorite. The... The the real story behind the Red Baron is pretty cool. Pizza? No. <laughs> I meant the Tell World War. Sir. The World War pilot, Red Baron. Yeah. And he had no idea at first that people were were talking about him like that. They hadn't he had no idea. Um, that he was basically a hero to multiple nations. And he wasn't even that good of a pilot. But he flew when he needed to fly, and he flew every time. He just cared. And that's, I guess that's kind of why I, I always go back to that that conversation in... Uh, Yesterday on my Facebook feed, I shared a video that I found a few years ago about uh, autism and this female um, uh, girl wrote a movie, directed it and created it with some help. But it's basically like her life story about raising awareness to you don't always know what's affecting somebody who's on the bus next to you or the, the train next to you or in the car next to you. Uh, and not just from her perspective, who is she's autistic, but also from any other standpoint, you could have a bad day at work and be coming home. And that bad day is affecting you as a driver and you you cause an accident. But if you, when you stopped to get gas before you got on the interstate and somebody took the time to go, hey, are you, you doing okay? You, you know, I hope you have a great day. Or just some, some, oh, act, some act of care to a, your strange, a stranger at a gas station could change that person's life. And he go, you know what? I did have a bad day today, but I, it, I'm not going to let it get to me. And had a better attitude and demeanor and then when he drove home he didn't get into an accident and that's kind of what this her movie is about but in in light of like what it is to be an autistic and that when a plane is delayed or a train gets diverted it can really disrupt your sense of awareness and your ability to cope because 
you think differently, you hear things differently, and you see things differently. Um, I don't know. Like, maybe the better question is just go out there and ask questions and educate yourself to things that you don't know. Even if you think you do know them, you probably don't. Um, don't be so prideful that I pity the fool who don't ask questions. <laughs> he knows everything. I pity you, the fool. You sound like Mr. T and Homer Simpson all at once. <laughs> <laughs> I pity the fool. Don't, don't. Mmm, <laughs> donuts. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Eat my shorts, man. Um, <laughs> Don't have a cow, man. <laughs> Whatever. That's hobbitsus. Um, you're scratching your back. Yeah, I yeah. You're scratching um, your back. You got a stick in your hand. Yeah, but it's like an orgasm right now. Oh man, I don't need those details. It feels so good. <laughs> I love my back. Ow! Ew, that's nasty. I love my back scratcher. Oh, that's nasty. <laughs> All right, Cleveland. Um, I swear, I, 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 I told Peter <laughs> he better knock that shit off. Loretta, shut the fuck up. Loretta, shut the fuck up. Um, how you doing, Brian? I'm okay. I'm just tired. Uh, I've been tired lately. I think I need to take a day and take a nap, but unfortunately, my week is over, and the weekend is very busy for me. But it's going to be a good busy. Woo! I'm gonna buy a. TV, mount the TV, get some couch, uh, get a couch and love seat, and um, you're gonna mount the TV. <laughs> That'll be an interesting. I'm gonna mount the TV, but not on the couch. <laughs> I'm gonna stand I'm on the wall and mount that it. TV in bed. Um, ma- masturbate it. Yeehaw! Did we just? Take a right turn to deliverance. Is that what happened? <laughs> I don't know. I've just been in a great mood all day today. Yeah. I mean, got- uh, tiredness notwithstanding, I, I've it's been a <clears throat> excuse me, a pretty pretty good day. <clears throat> per, 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 pretty 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 good stapler. <laughs> Can you give me back my stapler? That's my. Stapler. What would you say? You do here. <laughs> I, 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 well, I, um, uh, I'm a people person. <laughs> God damn it. I work with people. Why can't you see that? What's wrong with you? I'm, I'm a people person, but yet I can't talk to you. <laughs> uh, so you physically take the specifications from the customer well, and hand them to the engineer. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say that that's all I do. Um, my secretary. My secretary does some of that. <laughs> uh, I, I was told I could listen to the radio at a reasonable volume. 
but 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 Sandra over there, she she listens to her her radio a, a little turned up, and and I want I wouldn't be able to listen to my to my radio, so so I I want to listen to my radio. <laughs> Can I have my stapler now? <laughs> I, I I told them I was going to burn down the building. Uh, I'm gonna need you to move your desk uh, <laughs> down to the end of the hall. And on the first door on your left, well, well, well uh, I already, I already moved into the closet, and uh, uh, Greg told me uh, I could stay here, and now you, um, you have my stapler. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I fucking love that movie. Uh, yeah, definitely. I miss, I miss accurate depiction. Uh, yeah, scary accurate. Okay, scary accurate. They definitely did their fucking product research in that. I miss uh, Mel Gibson movies. Uh, man, I miss him. God, I, Jesus. So you're a fan of Lethal Weapon, huh? No, Mel Brooks. You said Mel Gibson. Oh, did I? Yeah. My bad. I meant Mel Brooks. <laughs> Uh, nope. Well, I mean, I like Mel B- Gibson, but I I meant Mel Brooks. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. I watched Blazing Saddles the other day. Passion together, do you? <laughs> I, I watched Blazing Saddles and lost my fucking mind. <laughs> Opie, you forgot to wash your hands! <laughs> <laughs> I... I like movies where you can watch them and be completely sober and feel drunk as shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Young Frankenstein. We'd roll in the hay. Take a roll in the hay. Uh, I get to, Leachman, by the way. I get to uh, introduce oh, from raising a friend home. of mine to Monty Pythons. What about Monty Python? I get to in- introduce a friend of mine who has never seen Monty Python? You have you have to play you have to play the the the, um, the parrot bit and the spam bit. Spam? <laughs> spam? spam. We don't like spam. We have spam, spam, eggs, and spam, and more spam. <laughs> Cube spam, boiled spam. Oh, Mildred, she stinks a bit, but she's got a heart of gold. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm definitely going to. There's some skits for sure, but we're definitely watching Life of Brian. Well, be, a it's a it's a namesake for me. Meaning of Life is a good one too. Meaning of Life is is a great one. The <laughs> um, same friend also doesn't know who Kids in the Hall is, and that makes me sad. Um. Uh. No, don't, don't, don't fuck up our friendship. I mean, I don't have anything against. Don't fuck up our friendship. (laughs) I didn't really care much for Kids in the Hall. I said don't fuck it up, didn't I? Crunch, crunch, crunch. (laughs) I'm crunching your head. Crunch, crunch. And I still do that to this day. When my mom and I go out to eat, and we're sitting in the restaurant going, crunch. Clench, clench, clench. <laughs> and we're just giggling like school kids. 
She's like 64. (laughs) It's so funny. I love Monty Python. Uh, No, it's not. That's just a festival. John Cleese. I fucking love John Cleese. Anything and everything he's done. But Faulty Towers has got to be my hands-down favorite. I liked him. I like him in everything. And recently I watched um, the remake of The Day the Earth Stood Still. And he had a part in that movie. And oh, I didn't know that. That's the yeah. one with Ke- Kanunu Reeves, right? I'm sorry. Say that again. Kanunu. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Keanu. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think we had a bad connection before. <laughs> Fucking ass. Don't you talk bad about my boyfriend. Hey, I thought I was your boyfriend. Not now. Oh. I guess I'll go back to Ewan McGregor. Ew. What? Ew. What's wrong with Ewan McGregor? Well, nothing's wrong with him per se. Well, train spotting Ewan McGregor or after train spotting? I never saw train spotting. So. <gasps> what the? Yeah. No. Actually, you know what? I'd rather go with Jason Statham. Jason Statham's hot. I'd marry him. Uh, I might or might not have an eclectic collection of his movies. <laughs> well, that's good. He's got great movies. He was a. I loved Crank. Crank and Crank yeah. Two were fucking awesome. Well, uh, okay. Here's the thing I like about Jason Statham is he's an action movie actor, but he actually can act. Oh yeah, uh, Blitz. Which is another one of my favorite movies, because uh, it has one of the kids from Skins in it. Um, he plays uh, a gay cop that is had his career go down the toilet, but you know he's a fucking badass. Yes. And he, but throughout the movie, what he's doing is he's hunting down this the serial killer that's killing all these cops. So there's a lot of drama involved. But yeah, he's a great actor. He's great at at. Um, uh, at action, um, all of the, uh, uh, the, the transporter, fucking amazing. I can't say enough about him. No, yeah, he's a great guy. Uh, he's a even uh, as a as not. An, I'm getting a glare. Sorry. Lock. Uh, what is it? Um, lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. Oh my God! Yes, uh, I think that was the very first movie I ever saw him in. But yeah, that was a good movie. That's one of my favorite movies, not just because of him, but um, that's a good movie all around. Guy Ritchie, right? Yeah, yeah, Guy yeah, Ritchie. He's an amazing director, movie maker. Your dog is over there fucking shit up. Yeah. Eastern Promises, that's not him. That's Viggo Mortensen, but still an amazing, amazing movie. Very good movie. movie. I've got the... I've got three guys that are 
down the hall, ready to come in and cut off your fingers. If you do not pay me money now. <laughs> if you pay me money, he won't take all your fingers. Maybe only your cock. Yeah. So, do you pay up? Or do we take our payment out of you? Um, dude, Triple X. I liked it. I did. Uh, Vin Diesel was amazing in that. Okay, so I'm a big That's Vin like Diesel my fan. favorite Vin Diesel movie. Well, I like, yeah. I, I have seen all of his movies. Uh, and I like that he... He doesn't just do every movie that people cast him in. He picks and chooses what he wants to do. I think that is a good sign of a solid, rounded actor or actress. That you don't just do it for the money. You do it because you believe in the project. You want to talk about well-rounded actors? Ryan Reynolds. Oh, God, don't even get me started. He, 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 what he owns that, that American gin company and he, now he owns Mint Mobile. Yep. And I love the Mint Mobile commercials. Oh my God. (laughs) Now it'll be great because I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Now now it'll be great because I'm here. I still haven't tried his gin. Um, but I haven't either, but, um, We'll probably be. Uh, that's uh, one of my lady's favorite. She loves gin and tonic in the summer because it's very refreshing drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we we usually go through a bit of that throughout the summer. Well, I'm gonna have to take a. Play and I like mine with two lime slices in it. Oh. Well, considering gin's made from juniper berries or something like that. Botanicals. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, uh, I like things that are made from botanicals. That's a, I think that's why I'm a huge fan of Jägermeister. It's it's made from botanicals and it tastes like fucking licorice. That's the other thing. Yeah, I love Jägermeister. I in college I used to start off every party by chugging uh, a quarter to a third of a of a Jägermeister bottle. I love it. Oh, man. All right, dude. I guess it's about that time. Yeah, it is about that time. Um, My dog's losing her shit. I can tell. Uh, Annabelle. Matt, you have a fantastic week. Uh, All of our listeners, I hope you are doing good, and you guys have a good week. When you hear this, it'll be Monday. So... That's assuming that you listen to it on Monday, but no matter when you listen to it, I hope everything's good in your life and um, be kind to yourselves, be kind to those around you and ask those people to also be kind to the people around them. Be kind to the earth as well. Just be kind. Just be a good person. Life's too short to, to not be a good person. Well, you got to apply some context to that. Otherwise, people are like, what do I be kind to? Everything. Everything. Including the little bunny that I have in my backyard. I'm going to eat it. No, you're not, bitch. I'm going to try right. to be its friend. <laughs> okay. I want to pet it. All right. Peace out, man. All right. Later. <laughs>